This is the Wendy Lovett Show with Topher Kogan, Season 4, Episode 14. Sponsored by Buffalo Co. 131 Inclusion Gallery and Caris Healthcare. Our guests are Hannah Shelburne, Chris Chambers, Dr. Adrian Sturdivant, and Macon Lowe. Oh, Wendy, Topher, she's got a lot of love, yeah, that's for sure. She got music and movies and friends and medicine, yeah, is the show for me and you, the one you love to listen to, and ooh, you got your friends, see it. Laughter is medicine too. Said it's medicine to be. tuned in to the Wendy Lovett Show with Topher Kogan, where we don't dispense medical advice, and all of your health choices are your own. And here's Topher. Hey, Wendy, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well. I'm kind of fired up, honestly. I'm wearing my rose-colored glasses Mm -hmm. to try to improve the mood, the fired up mood. Are they helping? I think maybe that, you know, Fired up can go in an angry direction or in a um, passionate, I'm going to make change direction or a little of both. (laughs) Exactly. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Let me see. Let me see if I can guess what you're fired up about. (laughs) Um, I'm going to give you a clue. I'm fired up because I can't really fire up what I'd like to. Ooh, that was a good one. Yes. (laughs) I bet that Wendy Love Edge is fired up because Arkansas keeps running out of cannabis. That's it. Ugh. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it's crazy. We've talked about it before. It's To me, it's really criminal because the state passed an amendment to the Constitution. They identified who is a patient and how somebody becomes a patient. Yeah, And then uh, it falls short. They don't have enough supply because of the way this amendment uh, was rolled out. And um, it really, you know, the sad part of it is it affects patients like me who depend on the medicine and certain types of medicine, um, you know, because there's all different strains and all different ways to take it, as we Mm -hmm. talk about all the time. Um, But and when you're a patient, you start to learn what you really, what your body needs and what works for you. Yeah, and because then, one of the things that that you taught me was that different people respond to the different, um, would you call it modalities of it or, or, or mediums of it? 
I guess. Sure. It's so a, like the different roots of, of administration, the different. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because, yeah, because so, you know, someone, yeah, they may have a bunch of expensive tinctures. Even if the price point is not the issue, the simple thing is the issue sometimes of like, well, my body does not respond to that. Mm -hmm. Somebody's body may not respond to a bunch of edibles or those mm -hmm. vape cartridges, you know, mm -hmm. and they just, just let them have the raw flour. Right. And for me, I like to make my own things. I make my own tinctures. I make my own uh, sobs. I make um, edibles, you know, I cook mm -hmm. with it primarily. I do uh, smoke. My lungs are better when I actually smoke a little bit every day but otherwise I'm eating it, right? So I need the flour and the shortage or lack of flour, or today I saw on one of the dispensaries sites um, that they were limiting a certain type of flour that's at the lower price um, because you, know, uh, you can't buy as much as you want, basically there's a limit. And yeah. that's unfair too. Um, if a patient needs a certain amount for their health condition, and they don't have a lot of money, you know, it, it makes it really difficult to get what you need. And it doesn't make yeah. any sense, you know, for patient care, if these were pharmaceutical drugs that they were out of on a regular basis, yeah, everybody would be screaming about it, you know? Yeah, that's also the thing for people that are thinking that a lot of these people are complaining about it are just, you know, the recreational patients and not actually like just medical patients that they're like yeah no i need these specific things you know yeah it's kind I mean, of, it's, yeah. yeah there's not even uh full um full legalization here anyway there is no recreational so everyone is a patient yeah. and yet the problem really comes down to whether people believe this is medicine and that all reefer madness everywhere when people don't look at it that way um and we've talked about, you know, even if, it, if it's so-called recreational, it's still really medicinal. People take it to relax, to elevate their mood, whatever, you know, yeah. it's still. It's like at one point, you know. people refer to alcohol as medicine. People refer to cigarettes mm -hmm. as medicine, you know? So, well, maybe not cigarettes, but like, you know, tobacco, Right, so, tobacco. Well, in, in certain cultures, there are healing rituals with, with pure tobacco without all those chemicals in it. And people may not agree with, you know, whatever, but some people find some healing benefits of natural tobacco. I don't, I'm not a tobacco proponent, but I, I understand that some people use it that way. Mm -hmm. yeah, and we were taught, we've talked about nicotine and, you know, as an herb and how it, yeah, if you use it regularly, you don't have um, parasites, you know, yes. um, right? <laughs> but but um, yeah, so I'm fired up and I'm ready to, to work on some activism, trying to uh, find other patients who are struggling and see what we can do. Um, you know, I am I'm all for, you know, holding the state to task for not only myself, but other patients who just can't have access to the medicine that they need it's not right yeah and so you're going to be talking with people um at the time of this recording last week um right. 
but are you gonna do multiple say if um say if some people like missed it and want to come sure. back after watching this yeah absolutely so this will air um after the initial meeting but we will talk at the meeting about how we want to proceed and looking for an attorney who might want to help us as well um, where patients being denied our medicine and they the state needs to to um, be held accountable for that in my opinion so we'll see um but yeah absolutely please you know reach out um you know you can reach out to the wendy Levitt show at gmail.com and, and ask us about it um and as we keep going forward we'll keep working on it and um you know how persistent i can be <laughs> Yes. Um, so you were telling me about something earlier that is equally ludicrous. Yes. <laughs> since, since we're in fired up mode, <laughs> let's talk about that. All right. Yes. Well, because um, so I was on Twitter earlier today and I saw someone had reposted from askamanager.com, a manager at a person's job that had now moved to at home work was requesting to see people's the employees shoes to make sure that they were fully dressed with work protocol during work hours they want to make sure that you have pants on <laughs> i don't know why do they need to see my type of shoes why do they care is my question why are they making it more complicated if someone can do their job mm -hmm. you know does it really matter i mean you know I'm a little older and I can tell you that back in the day, like you, we were taught, you know, dress for the job. Yeah. You know, make sure that you're, you look professional. It affects how people view your image, but this is a different time. Exactly. <laughs> and people and most of these jobs. Yeah. Well, yeah. And most of these jobs, it's like you, you only interact with the people that you would regularly interact with at most of these like work from homey jobs if it's not just you know over the phone so mm -hmm. it's like who am i dressing up for right. it's ridiculous it just adds more stress at a stressful time for people the more that we stay home the more we may be staying home i don't know i don't know i'm trying to resign myself to the idea that it will be more than a year mainly in this house and then we'll see what happens uh after that but i think that that prediction may be the truth of what's going to happen um, yeah i think that the elect the outcome of the election uh could affect that it appears that joe biden and kamala harris are a little more vigilant about um the precautions that we all need to take and have taken a stance where they would look at a national mask mandate and that kind of thing but we'll see yeah stay tuned everyone <laughs> all right well i think it's probably time for our health guest In our health segment today, I am joined by an energy kinesiologist and holistic health professional, Hannah Shelburne. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Absolutely. So Hannah, you do all different types of health 
um, modalities in your practice. And um, for our listeners and viewers, I wanted to kind of talk about a little bit of a few things, one of them being reflexology. Um, it's something we haven't really talked about on the show, and I think it's, it's pretty important and simple uh, practice. So what exactly is reflexology? Reflexology is the idea of applying pressure, medium pressure, so to the feet, hands, or ears for specific targeted electrical stimulation. It works through stimulating skin pressure points on feet, hands, or ears, and actually increasing blood flow through the skin and through the circulation through the central nervous system. Oh, wow. Okay. That seems, that sounds uh, like that would work pretty well. So, um, you know, I was, uh, I worked as an occupational therapist for many years and was trained in the sciences. And I remember learning about how on your ear, you can identify different parts of your body, same thing on your feet. Um, and so maybe uh, you could explain that a little bit. Yeah, so um, there will be a variance of, uh, depending on which reflexology chart you look at, um, but for the most part, they're fairly similar. The ears are a really great one to have as a quick cheat if you're out and about, because you can quickly realize that it's similar to an upside down fetal position, um, meaning like the lobe of the ear is the head. And then if you imagine that babe is curled up, then we have all of these reflex points. So you can kind of in general think like if you have a headache, I'm going to rub my lobes um, or if maybe I'm having some hip pain, I might come more up to the top of the ears and just stimulate there um, to send that electrical connectivity there. You can quickly Google like a reflexology chart for the feet or the hands and then apply some like light pressure. The spine runs along the thumb here. So if you're ever experiencing like back pain, just kind of rubbing these thumbs. Um, up and down tends to be a really nice, quick way to help with pain or focus. Right, nice, I like that. Some things that people can do kind of on their own. Mm -hmm. um, so in your practice, I know you said to me that you're always working with energy. So what do you mean by that? Well, energy and electricity are synonymous in my world. So I am quite literally working with the electrical systems within the body to help reestablish homeostasis. And the body becomes stressed in a variety of ways and how the electrical communication or the energy communication is becomes stressed. And so I find out what's going on and why so that my clients can step in and achieve their ideal life. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> um, so the, when you talk about electrical currents, and I know, for instance, the heart has its own electrical currents, but that's true in other parts of the body as well? Every, every body system has its own unique frequency. Um, and so how our brain communicates through the central nervous system out to the body is unique um, and completely specific to its own functionality. And so I figure out what's off in the different body systems. Wow. And so you do an, an evaluation of some kind to figure that out? Or... I utilize muscle testing to read the biofeedback of the body. So I ask the body where's the stress, and it indicates through muscle testing and challenging along the acupressure system. Um, so I activate a lot of different areas all over the body for specific 
uh, challenges or areas of issue. And then we go and we find out if it's hormonal, then we find out what hormones are out of balance and if the body's producing them appropriately through the glandular system and which area might be off or if there's an absorption um, struggle or if we need to actually supplement. So, yeah. so you can figure that out by doing the muscle testing primarily? Absolutely. That's all I do. I muscle test. <laughs> and, the, and my client's body tells me what it wants. Wow. The body wants to heal itself all the time, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. So when you uh, ask the question and you know how to do that, it can give you that feedback because it's always seeking balance and homeostasis, stas excuse me, homeostasis and health. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So um, let's say someone comes to see you and they have a list of complaints, you know, because here in the US, the health system is really driven on symptoms, right? So I think people think about health that way. Oh, I'm, I'm so tired or, or I have pain in my hip and it, it won't go away. So they have these symptoms. How do you cross that bridge from symptom driven to finding the root of the problem? Great question. Um, First off, I'd say I tend to attract individuals who know that there's more than what our Western world tends to present as far as health is concerned. And so I'm already kind of getting people in with their foot in the door. Um, but for me, when you book with me, you fill out an intake form. So I kind of get some idea of what's going on in your body systems and what we're actually wanting to work along. And then when you show up, I ask your body what the priority is to work for. And usually, maybe we have five to 10 different areas of stress that they'd really like to address. The, body, the body's probably going to identify one because we tend to work through layers one at a time. Um, but more often than not, that one layer will result in significant improvement in three, five, ten of their areas right. of concern. Right. Because <laughs> through this, it's about identifying what's the priority issue, what's the priority stress. And so if we find the root system, we've stopped just pulling off the dandelion heads and now we actually get that root out and it won't continue to grow, um, which can be a great, huge impact for, for our health. Right. So so you're, you're identifying the problem and then through energy work, rebalancing, and you mentioned supplementation. So you mean deciding that in addition, somebody might need to take something? It might. Um, so the areas of stress that I'm going to approach the body from are either going to be physical, biochemical, or mental emotional. And so I assess all of that. If we have a biochemical aspect that's out, um, so say a female's body isn't producing estrogen as appropriately as it should be, I'll figure that out. I'll balance the body systems so that all of that communication is restored. But if their body has been lower on estrogen for a long time, it's similar to a loan. We have to pay that loan back, right? And so they might need to supplement for a time in order to get that body system and the estrogen levels where they should be so that they can continue going forward. But once you've paid off the loan, you 
don't keep on paying it, right? It's not like <laughs> pharmaceuticals that they might prescribe forever, you know, <laughs> just keep possibly, <laughs> right, right. It's a little different because you're looking at the root cause and trying to fix that supplement um, and then go forward. I love that. <laughs> Sounds yeah. great to me. Um, yeah. yeah. So, so you're saying that primarily people come to you who have already kind of opened that door. How can we convince people that this might be a route that would be more effective than a symptom-driven system that just provides pills, tests, and surgery, really, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, that's a great question, and I wish I had a really amazing answer. I when it comes to convincing somebody of what it is, I often just say, what do you have to lose? Um, I know for me, what got me to where I am and why I'm in this profession is my own health journey. And Western medicine said they had nothing for me except for pain medication, anti-inflammatories, and anxiety medicine. And they told me by the time I was 25, I'd be sitting in a wheelchair, I wouldn't be able to hear, and I wouldn't be able to see. Well, I'm doing all of those things. I just turned 29 and my life is vibrant. And what changed? It was understanding that certain things need to be eliminated from the body for a time so that I can get inflammation out and certain supplementation was needed so that I could actually revitalize my body systems. And now I'm living a life that I have never lived before. And so I share my story a lot. I talk about it's not fun to live in pain. Um, and I understand living day-to-day -day life, every moment of day-to-day -day life at a 12 or higher on a zero to 10 scale. So I get pain. I understand pain. It's not fun. I now live a pain-free life. And that's been achieved holistically. That has been achieved by addressing roots of issues and emotions involved in my whole life. And so yeah, for me, convincing individuals is more of sharing my story and just being honest of, it'll probably help. And if it doesn't help, what have you lost? Right, right, right. I love that. There's nothing more compelling than a story like that to show someone what can be done. And, um, and it drives passion. I can completely relate to you and I understand um, you've become very passionate about showing others that there, there can be a better way. Um, mm -hmm. that. So where can people get in touch with you? Um, I am on Facebook. You can find my business, Restoring Us Kinesiology, or really my website is the best thing, restoringus.com. Restoringus.com. Well, Hannah, it's been delightful speaking with you today. Thank you for joining me. Well, that was super interesting. I'm so glad Hannah Shelburne uh, connected with us. She's from NWA Natural Living. Oh, uh, yes. Thank you for yes. sharing your energy with us. Absolutely. So what have you been watching? So since the seasons are changing, um, a tradition that uh, me and my brother had a while ago was that we would watch this little mini series that was from Cartoon Network called Over the Garden Wall. Oh, yeah, and it's just like like a Halloween-esque, like, you know, like darker cartoony show that's about two brothers that get lost in the woods called The Unknown, and they just meet a bunch of like weird and like kooky characters and things along the way. Oh, cool. That sounds cool. It's great for this season. Over the Garden Wall. I like the name of it. 
It, yeah. Um, yeah. I oh, I would gi- I'd give it the whole bush. <laughs> the whole bush. Wow. <laughs> it's good. Nice. I'll have to check that out. I'm not big on cartoons, but I want. I'm, I'm kind of. I'm a little interested in checking yeah. that out. Um, what have you been watching? Especially since you said it's a whole bush. I mean, you know, <laughs> I'm not sure about a can of bush. <laughs> A whole field. How about a field? There we go. A field. <laughs> there you go. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, so I started watching The Boys in the Band, which you had recommended as a, a bud for sure. Mm-hmm. And I agree. Um, I've been kind of fatigued, so I haven't. And I started watching late at night, both times I watched it, and I, I fell asleep, not because it's not good. It's the yeah. kind of film I feel like you have to really pay attention to mm. what's going on, you know, closely. Anyway, I, I think it's great and I give it a bud also. Um, it's on Netflix and I will finish it maybe, maybe yeah. tonight. Oh, well, hope so. The other thing I've been watching is Dharma and Greg, which is really fun. I love to watch old sitcoms and just kind of watch it all the way through. You know? Yeah. What is um, that one about? Dharma and Greg, it's about a hippie woman named Dharma and her hippie family, and she marries the son of a very wealthy family, um, who he's also a lawyer Mm -hmm. um, working in the criminal justice system, and so uh, they meet, go on a date, and get married on their first date, (laughs) and and then just all of what happens from there, you know, Mm -hmm. being two very different families. Um, and of course, his family is not super happy about his choice. And um, but but it's really funny. It's cute. It's funny. It's light. Um, so it's a good thing to watch if you're trying to just stay calm and have a few laughs. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so um, how have you? How's your eating going? Let me see. Uh, I don't know. It hasn't. It's been. It's been okay. But it's been all over the place at the same time. I um we made uh, we made homemade rice krispies last week, I think. Rice krispie treats. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah. And yeah, and it was good because like because then you know exactly how much you know sugar is in it because it's sure. from this and you're not adding whatever. Was so it, was I'm, it used with cannabis or no? Uh, no, oh, okay. just regular, regular, <laughs> just regular <laughs> junk food. Uh huh. Oh no, they would. They still be. They would. They would still exist if they had like cannabis in it because you know I can't just go down a bunch of. Right. Yeah. You can only eat a limited amount. It's dosed. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, but I need to do something with the um already vaporized bud that I have because I mm-hmm. was doing that with tea but I, I think I'm kind of teed out I don't know you teed out I'm surprised and the tea is so calming all di- the different teas I've been still drinking my balanced tea I, I love it if mm-hmm. I miss a day taking it I see a complete difference in mood and just general so yeah I'm all for the tea for sure um, yeah so I've started um, a keto diet. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm working on transitioning to that. We wanted to, I wanted to kind of eat what I had in the house. I wasn't eating many carbs anyway, 
but this is definitely more uh, protein heavy mm -hmm. and um, just kind of switching over. So I'm excited about it. I think it'll really help. I've done continued with the intermittent fasting just a couple of days a week. Last week we talked about it and um, yeah. I did it again this week. Um, and I am, you know, seeing some results with that. Definitely more energetic on the days that I do the intermittent fasting. Yeah, yeah. On days of when I like, like power through the, 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 the like, oh, this is when like, I like normally eat. If I just mm -hmm. like sit, drink, like, you know, water to fill it up and just wait a little bit. Like, I think I'm going to be all groggy, but then it's just like, boom and let's go do stuff so yeah definitely. yeah yeah so so I'm, I'm hopeful um that it'll it'll start to make a difference yeah you look great thank you thank you the exercise has still been a little challenging i'm doing a little bit but my pain levels have not been good so i figured i'll tackle this try and take off some of the weight that i would like to and then and um uh, you know it's a journey. So what have you been doing for exercise? Have you been able to move a little more? Yes. Um, I started um, riding my bike more. Um, so I guess, mm, I guess either instead of right now, and yeah, instead of doing the walking, I'm just doing like a good, like rigorous bike ride. Cause that way I get to, I guess, stay outside the same amount of time but mm -hmm. it but it compacts more into it okay just, yeah. just cuz i've been eating so poorly these past couple of weeks so i'm just like okay we got to do something <laughs> yeah you know i think sometimes everyone goes through that so you just decide when you're ready to get back on the wagon and 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 do it then it's a new day <laughs> yes and and in the meantime enjoy all of the food that you don't normally eat enjoy it <laughs> oh i have been <laughs> yeah <laughs> you don't need permission for that <laughs> no 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 it's it's been good yeah it it's been really good stuff um but yeah just not healthy just super yeah. not healthy so i think it's a great opportunity <laughs> yeah. to um to try and be a little more strict but also if you're in the mode of not being strict right now you know just allow yourself that time enjoy it and at some other time you'll pick up again there we go yes absolutely well i think it's time for the green zone all righty Well, we are in the green zone and I'm excited today because U.S. veteran Chris Chambers is joining me. Nice to see you, Chris. <laughs> and nice seeing you. How are you today? I'm doing quite well, actually. So, Chris, um, let's talk a little bit about your story. Um, you are a U.S. veteran and uh, you were sent to Vietnam, is that correct? Yes, I did two different units. I did the first air cavalry. I got wounded in the first cavalry. They wanted to send me home. I go, how bad am I wounded? They go, well, it got your, you know, busted your uh, right knuckle. 
uh, on my thumb here and busted this and I got shrapnel on my leg. I decided, well, uh, can, I, can you guys reassign me to another unit? And they go, why? And I go, well, I'm afraid to come back home. Okay. I, I, I saw so much damage over in Vietnam. I, I was really afraid to come back because the media showed us as being murderers, killers, and baby rapers, and you know, just the nastiest, nastiest. And then when you do come home, um, they say they're gonna debrief you, they're gonna give you a steak dinner, and all they do is say, well, thank you for your service and have a good day and walk away. So you don't get no steak dinner. You don't get, and this is your deprogramming. Right. Thank you for your service. Well, that hurt. So you, you, know? you, stayed, you actually stayed longer um, in service of the country for those reasons. That's amazing. Well, I, my, my whole reason was to die. Oh, gosh. I wanted That's to give so my amazing. life up oh. for other people. Yeah. Oh. So um, I was willing. Yeah. I, I was 18 years old, mm -hmm. but at that young of an age, I, I was willing to take my life in my own hands and, and give it to everybody else for their freedom, for their independence, for compassion and caring. You know, this is the reason why I went over. A lot of people said, no, I want to go and I want to be gun ho. No, I went with compassion and caring. I'm a raised Quaker who are supposed to be conscientious objectors. No weapons, no nothing. But I saw that in an impossibility in a war. Right. You you have to defend your country. And that's what I was doing. I was trying to defend the American people of their freedom and their rights. And, and allow them to be happy and let me die. Wow. Well, um, so Chris... But I was a kid. Right, right. <laughs> so when you came back and you needed medical attention... Um, what happened? Were you, were you I, I, was I was refused by the VA for almost 40 years. For 40 years after serving the country? Yes. They, they refused any medical, any care, any disability, any pensions. So I fought it and fought it. I, I, I'm the type of a person that doesn't give up. I will keep pushing it. And I finally did win my case against the Veterans Administration and against the Department of Defense saying, look, you have me down as an exemplary soldier. I went under JFK's image. Ask not what your country can do for you, but ask what you can do for your country. Right. I went under those beliefs and those benefits. And to be mistreated as a combat veteran, it really hurt. I, I wasn't getting no medical. I wasn't, you know, I ended up losing teeth because of Agent Orange. Um, you, you know, it, it, it was really pathetic, but I didn't. And here's what I, I got to tell everybody. Don't ever give up. Keep pushing and pushing because this is what they want you to do. They want you to give up. That way you no longer exist to their records. Right. Well, I, I love that. That's true in all areas of life. If you believe in something, if you, if you believe you're entitled to something, for your hard work, whatever it happens to be, don't stop fighting. I love that about you, Chris. Um, so once uh, you did receive some care, were you put on pharmaceutical drugs or how did they? How did they... Well, the, the VA, uh, when I finally got approved with the VA, next thing I know, I'm on 64 pills every day or 1,050 pills every month. 
Wow. It ruined my lower intestines with all these medications for almost 10 years time. Mm -hmm. And they finally had to remove two feet, seven inches of my lower intestines. Oh my God. I, I, I met a girl. She doesn't want me to mention her name. Okay. And I won't, but she started me on FICO. Mm -hmm. I started noticing a big change in, in myself, uh, personally, physically, and, and the pain wasn't so bad. And I'm like, wow, what have you done? Now, were you still taking the pharmaceuticals or were you weaning off nope, of them? No, I complete. I, I ended up in the hospital at a VA hospital because I cold turkey all those meds at one time. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's something we recommend. And they wanted to give me more meds. I couldn't believe it. They wanted to give me more opaids, you know? And I, no, no, no. Right. So did you ask the VA about switching to cannabis to use of uh, well, or Rick's I, I am, now, I am documented now. Uh, through the mental health department and also the VA uh, community hospital here in, in Santa Clara or Palo Alto, California as a cannabis user. I mainly use the CBDs or FICO. They have it documented that, yeah, what a change in you. You're what teaching kind of changes, classes here. What kind of changes did you see in yourself when you switched to uh, mental, Mental and physical changes. My mental became clear because I was on opates all the time, became a couch potato, incontinent for two and a half years in diapers. I mean, this is how I was living my life. Wow. So you know, I couldn't go nowhere. Cannabis and, and really cannabis allowed me to, to go out and be myself again. Mm -hmm. And I'm an Every time I go to the VA, they go, why did you come here? And I go, well, because you sent me this little postcard that said, come. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here, you know. Well, we don't need you anymore because you're too good. You're too healthy. Oh wow! <laughs> so could they? Would they document that you were healthier using fecal? Yes, exactly. I, I, I have them on VA medical uh, medical record. It says I am a CBD cannabis user. Mm -hmm. And how That's did the VA... Washington D.C. That's why I'm on the subcommittee up in Washington D.C. for the cannabis use for veterans. Excellent. We have a right to our own medications. We have a right to alternative medications. If it's natural or unnatural, it's our choice. We make that choice. It should be that That's way. The choice of life. Yes. It should be doctors that way. Don't, doctors don't see that. They get paid by the big pharmaceutical people to harm us, not really cure us, but give us one medication that doesn't go along with another medication. Mm -hmm. And they know that it has abstract situations that will occur upon them. They know this. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and when you're beyond two pills, they, in, a, in, in an individual, they don't really know how they interact. And then, they, no, no, and then the polypharmacy, when you get to the, the level you were at, how could they know? <laughs> yes, because you got one doctor, you got your primary care physician giving you this. You got orthopedic surgeons giving you this. You got optometry giving you this. You got neurosurgery giving you that. So, Chris, yes. tell me about the project that you started for veterans. You started okay, a new it, project. I, I'm going to, it's called Mission Gone Fishing. It's with the U.S. Weed Channel with Shane. We're doing a production where we'll take some veterans who are actually in the mental health department. 
who might have been under 72-hour observations or whatever, or just go to their group mental health uh, groups and say, why do you feel this emptiness inside of you? Why do you want to commit suicide? So many veterans don't realize that, yes, we, we all see 22-a-day veterans dying, but the media will not tell you there's 41 active dying every day. You take 22, and their numbers, it's a lot of veterans, people dying right. on their own. Right, it's very sad and, 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 and unacceptable. It's a time, yes, it's unacceptable. So what this mission gone fishing is, is you come out with us, we have a, a guy that's in San Diego who has owns about maybe 20 yachts. He's willing to give up one yacht to say, take these guys out on this right. yacht, three right. of them only, only three. Spill your guts. Throw all those problems in the ocean. Throw them away. Dump them away. Get rid of those issues. Then when you come out and you come back to land, you're going to know you have compassion, caring, and support. How can people get in touch with you if they're interested in that project well, they, or other things? Well, they can get a hold of me through my uh, email, which is all lowercase c chambers248 at gmail.com. Um, so thank you for all the fine work you do. And I'm so glad that you're feeling well. Oh, yes, I feel okay. <laughs> all right. Thanks for joining me. We, we right. always got to keep that upper smile, too, you know. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do appreciate you allowing me that time. All right. Take care. Thanks. All right. Thank Bye -bye. you, Wendy. Bye-bye. Um, I started one today of Prometheus with the eagle eating his liver. And I think okay. I'm going to put some my nose head on it. So it'll Ooh. look like something. I think they're going through a lot of life changes. And, you know, Prometheus' oh. liver is eaten every day and it grows back. And, it kind of, you know, it's mm -hmm. be again every day, you know. Should have never given those humans fire. Should have never done it. So yeah. Zeus, uh, sit on that rock and have his liver eaten every day. So. I don't know. It just seems like something. It's kind of old mastery. I like that kind of stuff. I, I, we didn't see any of those kind of pieces that I painted, but they're a lot of fun and they have depth. They make me feel like I can paint. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I'll have to see that one specifically. But then the other ones that are like uh, your mastery levels. Because, I mean, those are good. So I can only imagine what like you're really like um, the ones that you consider higher to be because those were great i'd buy any uh, of those i i love all the ones i showed you um i just uh let's see i i just don't know where any of my old master paintings are at right now i mean i guess they're on facebook somewhere <laughs> i don't know uh i guess we have to just figure it out maybe if if we have enough patience and time i can figure out where they're at here on facebook Ooh, okay so what is so what is this scene? Uh this is I believe Mercury and uh, I, you know um, one of the mothers of Cupid. This is Cupid being mm -hmm. punished for mischievousness by his uh, warrior father Mer uh, Mars. Not oh, Mercury. 
I like this. Nice. Yes. This one is a pretty nice one. It's pretty large. Um, it, uh, the one that I'm starting today is similarly large. Mm -hmm. Anyway, anyway there you go. So, uh, well, first, thank you for sharing. Second, so what made you want to go to oil paint versus other paints? Because you said you um, like started in um, watercolors, but that was just like um, experimenting. So what made you settle on oil paints? Uh, so my mother um, painted in oil and she did it with Jane Garrison, also known as Jane Davidian, who is a local master. Most people know who she is locally. Uh, they need some paintings done or um, want a painting of their children or their family. She is the one most people go to. She is an amazing, very versatile, very quick artist. She's been painting all her life since she was 13. And um, she was the person to learn from. And so, and then all she did is oil. You don't, you can't do acrylic or watercolor at her studio. Although there are some, I might be able to do whatever I want. I've been there a long time. <laughs> but there have been ladies there that have been there longer than me that paint with her. And um, well, I just have my own little corner. I rent the space every month. And, and mm -hmm. um, I have a place to sit and, uh, and a master to discuss my work with if I need some advice or whatever. She's there and she's happy to share it. I pretty much don't let her, you know, She'll poke her head over my shoulder and tell me something once in a while. So you should try this. <laughs> and mm -hmm. I go, okay. You know, I, I, I'm getting better, but I'm not nowhere near my 10,000 hours of mastery yet. It'll be a long time at six hours a week before I get 10,000 hours and become a true art master. Ah, well, I can't wait to see it. Uh, let me see. What else? Let's see. What else do... I don't so know what, what other, oh, what'd you say? Paint's expensive. Canvases are expensive. Yeah. Okay. So I think that's why, I think that's why I love acrylic paint is because it is so cheap. It is so cheap. It doesn't smell bad. And it Does oil paint floor. smell bad? Well, you got to use uh, thinners and stuff, a lot of solvents to clean it. And uh, uh -huh. so, so it doesn't smell bad. It just, you know, it, it doesn't come off easy and uh, you got to use paint thinner to get it off. Um, so it's pretty fun though. I mean, you know, you can, yeah. you can do a lot more with oil. Acrylic tends to have hard, strong lines and oil. You can kind of, you can blend the lines, bring colors together so that maybe you have a pinkish color moving into a reddish color, moving into a purplish, purplish color. You know, they all, you know, they're kind of three different shades of a similar color, you know, a red hue. And, um, and they can be put together without a strong line defining where they begin and end. Mm -hmm. Which the way skin and everything else in this world looks, except when you draw a hard line, you know. And um, so yeah. there is the place for the hard line. But for like photo reel type stuff, it's it oils the way. Because acrylic just dries too fast. Yeah, but that's what makes it fun, too, because it dries fast. And so oil takes me like, you know, I paint one day for three hours. It's one of the reasons I don't paint every day is because, you know, mm -hmm. it's not dry. The next day it ain't dry, especially if you paint thick or use a lot of whites or reds or yellows. And, 
uh -huh. those colors slow to dry um, and it can take quite a while and you don't want to get in there and mess with it when it's wet because then you don't end up with true color you end up with mud oh yeah i don't think i would be i don't think i have the patience for because uh, like i will i will like touch a painting for like hours go away and then be like mm, i don't like it and i'll go back in and like to touch so yeah i don't know but i i have been wanting to try oil paints but now that i know that i would need all that stuff because yeah i was just uh gonna which no i may have looked it up i don't know the task seems daunting and i applaud you sir <laughs> i will say that <laughs> well I'm going to keep going at it because I enjoy it. It's a good way for me to release my time and, you know, find a place and just be, you know, be myself, not be, you know, it's a good way to let go. Yeah. Just go hang, eat chocolate, paint. Nice. Do you also have wine? When I drank, yes. Okay. But I don't drink anymore, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> okay so just chocolate i mean just chocolate is fun yeah nice yeah that's that's my vice a lot of the ladies bring wine and bottles of wine and sometimes we have food there sometimes jane makes something amazing she's a pretty good cook she uh, made up some really i don't know what she did i guess she has a giant bowl under her sink and it's full of flour uh-huh and i just breaks eggs into this makes a hole in the center and breaks eggs into it and, and then she just moves the flour in until it gets all stuck together. And then she takes that lump of flour out and just kind of flattens it out and makes the most amazing biscuits. There's something about it sitting under the sink that makes the biscuits better. I don't, hmm. I, I don't know. know. She said it's like old school grandma trick. I don't know. Uh -huh. But they were amazing. They were truly the best biscuits ever. <laughs> if you all righty. No, I mean, I mean, I can't, I cannot think of a more picturesque, like, way to paint with, you know, chocolate and biscuits. That is, that's like fairy tale level. Like, that's top tier. I like that. It runs from ten to one thirty. I was just there this afternoon. I might even have paint on my hands somewhere. Oh, I do. Anyway, Topher Kogan and the Wendy Love Ed Show. This is the Wendy Love Ed Show, and we're out of here. Alrighty. On today's musical segment, sponsored by 131 Inclusion Gallery with a cannabis pairing by the cannabis expert MD Dr. Nickel. We have a surf rock band from Fayetteville, Arkansas. Here's Making Love. I'm Dr. Brian Nickel, your cannabis expert for CannabisExpertMD.com with another music and cannabis pairing for the Wendy Love Edge Show. Wendy's musical guest this week is Making Loaf, a three-piece band from Fayetteville, Arkansas, composed of Sarah Lothan, Tanner Mackey, and Austin Wilkins. Sarah does the uh, guitar playing and is lead vocalist. Mr. Mackey is the backup vocalist and drum player in Austin. He plays the bass and provides groove for the band. I listened to their new original track called Nightfalls. Now, in Nightfalls, you have Sarah's beautiful voice uh, filled with poignant lyrics that kind of integrates well with the dreamy, relaxing score. 
For this, I decided I was looking for a strain which would really let you turn inside and ride the polyphonic waves directly to Chilltown. For this, based on laboratory results available to me, I selected Natural State Medicinal Skunk Shocker. Skunk Shocker is a potent strain showing 24% THC with just a little trace of CBD. Not very interesting as many strains are. As always, we looked at the special sauce, the terpenes, to determine the effects this strain is going to have. Skunk Shocker shows a potent 2.4% total terpenes, with most of that being myrcene and beta-caryophyllin. The remainder of the terpene profile is made up of limonene, linalool, and terpinolene in about equal percentages. I really expect Skunk Shocker plus the Nightfall combination to be just the thing to help with any pain you're having at the end of the day. It'll chase the blues away and give you a break from all the worries of the world. For more information on things medical cannabis, check out our website at CannabisExpertMD.com. We're also available on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter under CannabisExpertMD. Hey, everybody. Uh, We are making loaf on the Wendy Love Edge show here today to play a new song called Night Falls. Uh, My name is Sarah Lothan, and this is Tanner Mackey. Enjoy the song.
Well, what a great show it's been. What an amazing show it's been, Wendy. Absolutely. So um, it was really fun to have Make and Love back on the show. I miss seeing them. They've, uh, yes. I think they've been on every season. Have they been on? I think they've been on every season. You know, I wouldn't put it past them. I wouldn't put it past them <laughs> to have snuck in on multiple episodes, multiple seasons. I don't, I don't put it past their talent. I know, right? I know. It's always great to listen to them and see them. So, um, some great news about the buds. So Sarah Lothan, who is the, the lead singer for Make and Loaf, is also part of the buds. Yes. And, um, and so Miss J is actually working on some costuming for the buds. Oh, nice. Do we have any insights as to what they will look like? I don't know. She sent me some photos. I don't want to really give it away too okay. much, but there was a lot of green. Okay. Yeah. So it's pretty exciting. Jacqueline uh, was doing the makeup at the studio for us and making you glow so beautifully. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, and so we miss her, but um, I think this will, this will be really fun and I can't wait to see what they come up with. Yes, this will be great. Oh, they get costumes. Yeah. <laughs> So, and I noticed today you're wearing a sweatshirt from Ren Pen Designs. Yes, I am. I just felt like uh, today's background could have all the colors in it and it would yeah, yeah. just fit right on in. It blends perfectly. I, I love the <laughs> chair, the whole look. Perfect. <laughs> yes. I think I'm going to just pack it up and take it around with me everywhere I go. I love this. Chair. I think you should. I, I, think, <laughs> I think you should. Um, so, uh, we're still here. <laughs> we're still here in quarantine, making shows, and we're here partly due to our sponsors, so we should mention them now. Yes. 131 Inclusion Gallery. Buffalo Co. Caris Healthcare. Lit Premium Smoking Supplies. Alice CBD. NWA Natural Living. Highlands Residential Mortgage. Purely Natural CBD. And Hair Extensions by Miss J. He's been Topher. And she's been Wendy. Have a great week, everyone. Bye. Bye.